Donald Trump has a, a new security guy turn up and it's his first day on the job. And he's just come out of hospital and as he's going towards the car, somebody bursts out from um, the crowd and the new guy very nervously shouts, Mickey Mouse. And in that instant, the runner turns round and another guard brings him to the ground and secures him. And his boss came over and said, oh, that was brilliant. What made you say that? He said, oh, I was nervous. I made a mistake. I meant to shout Donald Duck. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> genuine, li- little bit of genuine laughter there, I must admit. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, well, that's a first for a while. A <laughs> little bit of gen- genuine laughter. Yeah. Okay. My name's Neil Dudman. And my name's Dave Kite, and you're listening to the Nursery Business Podcast. Hello, nice sunny day with me. Same with you? Pretty much sunny, which is nice. Obviously, it was cold yesterday, but it, it's, uh, it's been out for a dog walk this morning, and uh, all is well with the world, which is nice. It's always a bit better when the sun shines. We've just launched the new sellnursery.co.uk site and you wanted to talk a little bit about nursery valuations because obviously one of the things we, we get asked is what we ask is that they put a valuation on what they want to get and, and you get a, a huge range of valuations, don't you? Yeah, most of them higher than what is what ends up to be the selling selling figure so I'm on a bit of a crusade at the minute to make things a bit more realistic but of course the way sell nursery works it's it's a peer-to-peer set buying and selling website for nurseries and of course what there is a potential tens of thousands of pounds worth of agency fees it's it's a flat rate of 499 at the minute and it's there for life and there's no other fees due and I just think it's it hopefully should the sector and make it a bit more affordable for people to uh, leave their nursery business and sell it to somebody else. Another key feature is the fact that we connect uh, buyer buyers to the owners uh, directly, and so it can be kept confidential, and people wouldn't, nobody would know, like your parents or your staff. Where your managers don't know that you're actually dipping your toe in the water. It could be that you're thinking of selling if you've got the right price. So you, you, but you don't really want. You're not committed enough yet unless you get that right price. So it's a, it's a good way of not declaring in public, and it, and it's a one-to-one peer, as you said, peer-to-peer system. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so go on. What, let me ask. So you mentioned the fact that you thought a lot of the valuations were too high. Why do you think these valuations? Where do these valuations come from? Then do you think? I don't know where they come from. The, the rule of thumb for the industry is uh, a three and a half times-ish markup. And then obviously there's an, an element of opportunity or other uh, potentials that the site or the nursery building could bring. In my, I've bought what, seven nurseries over the years and every single one I've got for about half of the asking price. 
because these figures, I th sometimes I think these figures come out of nowhere. There was one a couple of years ago that the asking price was 300,000. So I thought, okay, that's a solid business. It wasn't making any money. And for yeah. a, a 52 place nursery, 300,000, where's the value for me? So they may just, have, to, just to they clarify, may have, when you say three and a half times markup, you mean three and a half times profit effectively. So if there's three no... and a half times profit and money out for the director. So for argument's sake, if a nursery is fully staffed run, there's a manager there as well. And the owner is purely the owner. The owner will take a dividend from the business and they'll also probably have an expense account, maybe a car, mobile phone, other, other bits and bobs that go through the book. So if they're taking 60 grand's worth of uh, dividend drawings and they're having another 15,000 pounds worth of expenses to go through the books, then that's a package of 75,000 pounds times that by three and a half and you end up with you know, 350 or something. That's where I would always look to gauge something. And with your valuations, okay, so let's go back on that a bit. So if I was taking out 50 grand and not taking out any expenses and there were so 50 grand in dividends and um, 50 grand in profits, then that would be 100 grand in total times three would be 300. And then what people don't, if you buy the business, the limited company, as if uh, we're talking about limited companies here, not um, sole traders, you you give them one times the money in the bank. So it says 20 grand in the, the, the bank, you paid 20 grand for that. And also properties are a bit different. That, again, that applies to perhaps a leasehold and not, not buying um, a property because you wouldn't time pay three times the value of the property, would you? <laughs> no, when we talk about the value of the business, I'm talking the business as in the trading element. So yeah. turnover compared to staff, compared to rent, et cetera. And so any assets would be paid on a one one to one basis or less. So if, if it was equipment, you wouldn't pay uh, one times its value. You might pay 20 percent, 25 percent, depends on the whether you wanted the assets. Is All that would would add up. But anyway, so what would affect that figure? The biggest one would be lease length of lease. And the, and, the, and the terms of lease. A lot of people have been recently trying to sell a nursery that is make that is in their own freehold property. So they're wanting to sell the business within the property. And right. for, for argument's sake, they've not been charging themselves rent and they've been taking out, let's just assume 50,000 pounds to make it easier. They're thinking that this, based upon my sums that the asking price for the business is going to be about 175,000, which is a three and a half times of 50,000. But what mm. they forget to think that somebody else coming in new is going to have to pay the landlord rent, which is going to be maybe 20, 25,000. So therefore the, the price that they think their business element is worth is a heck of a lot less than what they've been used to as being in their own building. Absolutely. And when we talk about, let's just keep it three, three times just to simplify the maths. What that means is, is when you're doing the valuation is if you were to buy it and you were to plow all of your profits back into paying off your loan, if you borrowed the money, then if it's three times profits, it would take you effectively three years to pay it back. But that means to say that you're not paying yourself anything at all. 
So if you only take 50% um, for you and 50% profits, then it's going to take you six years to pay that back. But if you then add some interest on top of that, it's going to be close to seven years. Absolutely. Which is why, which is why going much above three times profit is a big ask. Um, the only reason why you would maybe pay a little bit more is if the nursery was at 50, 60% capacity and you knew you could raise the, the yeah. quite quickly. Yeah, this brings us nicely on to, onto the other elements that that put a buyer and seller together to get a deal done because there's two things. There's one, what can the new owner do to improve the business? And the other one is that every business is worth some kind of nominal figure. So even if a business was not making any profits at all, it still might be worth something. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and that figure then is is very much unknown compared to the it's basically down to the person who is looking to, to buy to bring that asset into their into their current portfolio. And when you have other nurses, you know what you can do by just looking at something or roughly what it should be doing. But it's a trade-off because if you're putting your skill and expertise into improving something or bettering it, who should pay for that? Should that be you as a skilled person to produce that income and that turnover level? Or should the vendor have it because they're in the box seat because they have the opportunity? It's really interesting. My view is that I won't pay for my skill and expertise. That's, that's, my, that's my win. That's my gain. Mm. The, the interesting thing is one of the reasons why supposing somebody's leaving so you're in September time, somebody's selling out, they don't really want to take over and maybe the lease is expiring in January. You might pay something, even though you, if you just wait, you might get a lease if, if the opportunity continues. You might pay something just to make sure nobody else goes in there. Absolutely. And we know ourselves through our mastermind clients, how many owners have expanded their portfolio fairly near their existing settings purely to stop a competitor going in. And they've opened up another branch or another subsidiary of their company. And it's just a sensible thing to do. And so inadvertently, they have grown their portfolio of nurseries and they've grown their business when they probably didn't actually want to. At the end of the day, the value of a business is purely what someone else is prepared um, to pay for it. So we talk about a good number is three times the profit, which if there's capacity to increase profits really quickly, to say you instead of taking you three to six years to pay it back, you might be able to pay that back in a year or two if you're really good. So the valuation, though, is only what you can get somebody else to pay yeah for. we we can sit here and say that your nursery is 100 your nurse is 300 your nurse is 2 million but that's fantastic and we can make those figures up to massage people's egos to get them to sign on the dotted dotted line you mm -hmm. sell your nursery with to advertise with our company xyz uh we're we're going to get you two and a half million but it's going to cost you sixty thousand pounds to to do that in commissions and 15 grand up front so the person thinks oh great i can get two and a half million brilliant have my 15 grand off off you go that's massaging someone's ego when the business is maybe worth half of that and but and, it's and that's really common common 
activity amongst estate agents. They come in and they look at your house and they know if you if they give you a price estimate of 20, 30, 40, 50 grand over the market value, you're going to pick them over other people because, hey, these guys can get me 50 grand more. And then what happens is your house doesn't sell for three months or six months and, and they've got a, a, an exclusion clause on it so that you can't change. Uh, and then they win your business and then they say, hmm, maybe it's a bit too high. Maybe if we drop the, <laughs> the house price 30 grand. Yeah. Um, and I, my, my wife is a, a great fan of actually uh, pricing a house 20, 30, 40,000 pounds under market value because then four or five couples come in, say, Get hey, bidding war. Absolutely. And that is perfect. And that's one of the advantages of uh, our site it is possible for you to actually get multiple buyers interested and then of course obviously the price goes up because it's you've seen homes under the hammer you you get a a good are you suggesting i'm a purveyor of daytime tv (laughs) you've got nothing else to do on holiday As long as they've got a TV by the pool, you're sorted. But you've seen the excitement that happens. And the next thing that happens is the prices prices sold way above market value. So um, also consider that. It's only worth, as you said quite rightly at the beginning of this podcast, it's only worth what one person is willing to pay. And it's about finding that one person. And on our website at Cell Nursery, we've got a box where people can pre-register to get alerts for mm. uh, nurses coming on the market. And the, it's gone ballistic over the last week of how, how many existing owners are looking to expand. So if you are looking at thinking about selling your, your, your nursery, give us a shout. Have a look at cellnursery.co.uk because there are buyers waiting at the end of an email ready to purchase with money in place. And uh, we obviously know quite a few from our our clientele that we deal with in terms of our mastermind as well. There's lots going on at the moment, isn't there? There's literally hundreds and all you need is one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You you mentioned nominal value just now. Do you want to expand on that a little bit more? Everything's worth something. Everything is worth what somebody is willing to pay. And some people are willing to pay for the opportunity. I myself paid for an opportunity in 2017 um, as a nursery that was turning over £100,000, two, maybe three times inadequate with Ofsted, losing money on a month, monthly basis of uh, a fair few thousand, thousand pounds. Now, I ended up buying that six weeks later for £90,000. Now, you can say to me, Neil, why did you do that? Go on. Why did, uh, <laughs> okay, Neil, why did you do that? <laughs> uh, well, thank, good job you asked that, and thank you for asking me. Um, I saw the opportunity on what it could be in two years' two years time. So I saw the that it was in a good area. I saw it needed some love. It needed some, some tarting up, and it just needed improving from start to finish. So in order to get the deal over the line and allow the nursery to stay open, I had to pay for a month's wages otherwise all the staff weren't going to be paid for for a whole month that that they'd worked and coming in to take over a business with staff not having received a month's salary is not always the best thing to do I had to dig into my pocket and pay for that as well but I knew that we could get it right with our skill and expertise so to me the opportunity was worth that amount of money and here we are we've just ended the the third year and the turnover, I 
think we just done the counts was 452. So we've quadrupled turnover and of course profits have been coming and we've reinvested and the nursery is relatively full. I think it's running about nine, 92.1% full. Hey, you're, you're, <laughs> you did that you, for me, didn't you? <laughs> you're like that figure, 91.2% uh, full. And it's become a great asset. So not only are we making profit from it year on year, and we even made profit in the first year, it's now worth a multiple of its profit. So the turnover has gone up four times and probably from the price that I paid for it, it's probably worth four to five times what I originally paid. So in terms of an investment, it's a good thing to do. But we specialise in taking rundown nurseries and improving them. Not everybody wants to do that. It is hard work for all concerned. Some people prefer um, starting from scratch, recruiting all the staff, because there are downsides to buying the nurseries because there's a culture that you may have to overcome. You may have to break some very bad habits and there may be some stuff that you're not too keen on keeping. Mm. We've got one of one of our clients looking at a nursery at the minute, and uh, I'm not going to say who they are or how much, but we're just going to choose a figure of £140,000. That's what the vendor wants. And there's half a dozen children on the books. Uh, most of them are two-year-old funding. It's not making any money, but the facilities seem to be okay. So it's just almost like a, a mismanaged nursery. And the, the owner wants £140,000, but no way is it worth £140,000. So I said to our clients, look at it a different way that you're not putting £140,000 of your well-earned money and profits over the last 10 years that you've made as nursery owners. You're not putting that into the vendor's pocket yourself and thinking, does she deserve this money? Of course she doesn't. That's plain and evident that it is not worth £140,000. But if the local council came to you and said, we have this amazing building, it's in a great area, um, it fits in with your nursery ethos and your locations. It's a brand new building. We're putting this out to tender for £140,000 with a 15-year lease. Would you be interested? Yes, they would. So it's mm. all about picturing your mindset and making the deal um, work for you. No, they're begrudgingly wanting to give this person £140,000 so they can go and retire off in some faraway shores. Um they're begrudging that, but £140,000 paid to the LA to take on an all singing, all dancing place that still needs an opportunity. Yes, they would pay that. So it's about looking at things differently to yeah. try, and get that, try and get that nominal figure. What is the opportunity worth to you? And the other, the other thing to look at is if somebody wants 140000 the risk is all on your part. So why not split the risk to run and say, I'll tell you what, I'll pay you more. I'll pay 150000 but I'll pay you £50,000 a year. So your initial down payment is fifty grand. If you can get your profits in excess of fifty grand, then the nursery pays itself. You're actually only paying fifty grand for the nursery because the nursery will pay for itself. So there are ways to actually structure the deal. And at the end of the day, if you can make the other person happy and you secure the deal, happy days. You get yourself mm. a new business. And, and as you say, something that's worth 150 grand now because it's got profits of 50 grand, you only have to uh, bump that up by, say, £40,000 profit to make it £90,000 profit. And all of, all of a sudden, that, that nursery is worth £270,000. You've made £120,000 quite easily in a year. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a big difference. And the one thing to remember, this is all subjective. 
only pay what you want to pay. And if it's overpriced, it won't sell. But there, there will be somebody that wants every opportunity, but for the right reasons at the right price. Cool. I think what would be interesting is to look at um, deals at a future podcast. Actually, the deal making negotiation, that, that might be very interesting. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to go through our clients into at the next meetings and work out what they purchased and what it was originally marketed for, because those figures you don't forget. So that would be really interesting because because these are all these stories are real figures. These aren't just figures pushed on a plushy website or in Dalton's Weekly or daynurseries.co.uk. These are these are actual figures from real business owners who have paid actual pound coins for businesses that's really cool next time you meet a nursery owner why don't you ask them how they bought their nurses how they how do they get in the nursery because there's always an opportunity to learn there's always something new there's always somebody did something different always somebody made an offer or spread a payment or and it's going back to trump it's all about negotiating the deal <laughs> yes segue. Yeah. How how on earth did Trump get sandwiched into a podcast about the cell nursery website? How, how do I live with myself having Trump either side of a, the podcast? <laughs> so it's, uh, so, it's my wife's birthday today, so I'm heading off to Wisley for a walk. Um, very nice too. The sun's still shining, and uh, yeah. there's there's a slight blow in the wind, so you might need your uh, you might need your winter jacket on and a, and a scarf. I think. By the way, did you did you hear that I went down to a, a restaurant in Bristol yesterday and the waiting list now. For oh, you this, went for your roast dinner, didn't you? The Bank Tavern, it's called. If we wanted to rebook to come back, we could do February 2023. And that's a roast dinner on a Sunday, is it? That's for a Sunday roast. So how was it? Absolutely amazing. Really? Yeah, really? absolutely. Really fabulous. So what made it so good? The whole thing was just perfect. If you could imagine, you know, we had top side of beef. It was perfectly cooked. The roast potatoes were in- incredible. The, we had celeriac jus. We had, we had roast white beetroot. I'd never heard of a white <laughs> beetroot. Fabulous. Just fabulous. Brilliant. So it just goes to show that if you can create an audience and and you market that audience correctly, you can A, charge a lot of money and B, create a waiting list. And when you have both of those things, it's you've cracked it really, haven't you? The reason why I think they've got a waiting list was because the main course was £11.50. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's, why that's a exceedingly list. cheap. It's two courses were £14.50. Wow. And so brilliant food tiny little pub in the middle of right in the center of bristol good spacing out not too many people in the restaurant great food great price equals huge ka-ching yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. sounds like you had a good day anyway it was worth the 200 mile drive <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> well, yeah, but okay, you could have uh, you, could, you could have got a roast dinner locally for about eighteen quid, probably. <laughs> and, and it's all about the experience, isn't it? It's all yeah. about the experience. I'm not sure a five-hour round trip though, but each to their own. Each to yeah. their own. <laughs> so, if you wanted to find out more about our nursery site, where is it, and what do they have to do? cellnursery.co.uk that's uh, cell s-e-l-l cellnursery.co.uk and there is a link on there to click to to be notified if you want to be notified when nurseries become available Uh, and there's also a a link there to sell your nursery good luck guys Um, sorry to see you go if you're going but hope you get a good deal yeah brilliant and uh, we're also around if people need any help and advice aren't aren't yeah our contact details are on there you can drop us a message brilliant good to chat talk soon take care if there are any topics from today's episode of the Nursery Business Podcast and you want to find out more or ask questions or have suggestions, email podcast at yournurserybusiness.co.uk. Take care, guys.